Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Brian, welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. 15, 20 minutes. Looking forward to learning more about your morning routine and habits and all of that. So let's, let's start off by telling my audience of morning upgraders you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then something that you are grateful for right now. Great. Uh, again, thank you for, for having me. My name is Brian Wagner. I am the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Alps Craftsman. We are a countertop fabricator and cabinet distributor uh, located in central New Jersey. Something I'm grateful for, that'd be my daughters. Uh, I was reminded my sister had a baby uh, last week, and I'm reminded at the joy of a new birth. And it's amazing to see how my daughter is 14 months now and how quickly they change. And uh, with my vacation coming up next week, I'm excited to cherish the moments with them because they, they go too quick. Oh, it's, yeah, my, mine, I fish have a teenager now. And so 13, 11, 8. And it's, yeah, it's like just, and especially because as they get, when they get older, you know, you're busy with work and then their activities start kicking in and then they're busy. And then before you know it, the weeks go by so fast. And uh, I know everyone says that, but it really, it does go fast. Someone told me once the days are long, but the years or the weeks are short. And I couldn't mm. agree with that statement e- anymore. Uh, that's a good, yeah, I like that. But I'm speaking to a fellow uh, family business. Yes. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So we've been, uh, it's a uh, family owned and operated. We've been in business since 1991, but my family has owned it since 1999. And, uh, what's cool is it's not just, uh, the Wagner family who who's involved here. Um, we have multiple parent, child, cousin, aunt, uncle relationships, neighbor, friend, all, all through the organization. So we're really family focused in what we do here. That's super cool. We, yeah, we don't have that. You, you, you have like a family business inside of a family, family business. That's really sort of, you know, think about <laughs> yeah. it, kind of neat layers of layers of families. So like, like an office party must be very interesting because it's like a, it's an office party, but it's really a family party on multiple levels. I never thought of it that way. It's interesting, as you know, with, with, with your family, working with your family, when you, people see each other on the weekends or at nights or for different reasons, good and bad. And, and it's like how to separate the work from the, the life and not bring either to either place. Yeah, it is a challenge. You're right. Brian, how do you start your mornings? Let's go. Let's start. Let's start there. The one thing I try to challenge myself is I could, I could think about work all day, every day. I can read a bunch of industry things. I try to stay very knowledgeable and in touch with, with my network of, of people who, who I'd inter, interact with. But what I do every morning is um, I have breakfast about 10 AM, get my hot cup of coffee and something to eat here. And I take about a half hour and I, I just learn about the world. I read different news sources. I get the little summaries and I dive into things. But every single day, I try to pull myself up from my day to day and what I could really get bogged down in and understand what's happening from every aspect of life, politically, economically, even just like pure, you know, Hollywood entertainment. What's, ha- what's happening, you know, with new movies or shows that are coming out. I'm a bit of an entertainment junkie. So I try to keep it light sometimes, serious other times, but I, I like to unplug for about a half hour every morning with my with my morning breakfast to uh just take it take it in something different than what I you know look at for eight ten hours a day. I think it's important because it, 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 it's important to be well rounded. I mean, I I I subscribe to two newsletters. One's called fourteen forty, which is more of like overview of the world, what's happening, the good and the bad. 
and then I, I subscribe to a, a sports letter and I, I do the sports letter because not that I'm like, I'm not, I'm kind of into sports, but not where I know all the stats and all the players. I mean, I, I watch soccer and all that stuff, but I do it more because oftentimes at events or gatherings or client stuff, people talk about sports. And I was in my, I was in situations where I had like zero to add to the conversation, like zero. It's like, man, I need to get more knowledgeable about other stuff outside of like business and my normal things. So I think it's important. Is there anything that you read in particular? Like what what newsletters? I actually, so I uh, I get the Associated Press into my email every morning, and that's like a great synopsis. I subscribe to one that's New Jersey focused, to stay in touch more with like local politics. They do a morning yeah. report and then a um, evening report also. So every day I have like two to read. Believe it or not, the one I use most is Daily Mail, which is United Kingdom based. And what I love about it is they're more objective. They don't get to you know either side of the political spectrum. They they write about it from what they see, right or wrong. I'm sure people have opinions about that that publication as they do with everything. But I don't know. I kind of find it more unbiased, and I I like that outsider view somewhat because I don't want to get too too bogged down on either side of the aisle. I just really want to know what's going on. Yeah, I would say 1440s like that. It covers like sports and politics, world events. It's interesting. It's like easy to digest, but I'm going to check out Daily Mail. And I hadn't thought of going local too. That's interesting because this is important to stay on top of like local news. So I hadn't thought of that. That's a good tip you know, to take away from me. I got I got into it during COVID because they were great about like what was happening locally with um, restrictions and what we could do as a business and what you had to do as a business. And and that was a real hard time to navigate as I know we all felt, you know, as a small business during, during the time in 2020 and, and afterwards. But I just stayed with it because, yeah, to your to your point, we could be affected a lot locally by what happens, good and bad. And so, yeah, I enjoy you know keeping up on the New Jersey politics also. All right. So, obviously, your kids. But what else do you? What else like feeds your your happiness, fulfillment, whatever word you want to use besides your kids? I love seeing tangible results. By that, I mean, I came from a background of consulting where everything was very you know, theoretical, a lot of PowerPoint presentations, a lot of what whatnot. And even here, as we make countertops or design cabinets and 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 have them installed, I'm not doing that work. So for me, I'm, I mean, I'm not doing the actual work. I oversee all that being done, but, you know, I, I don't fabricate myself or in, install cabinets myself. I love achieving like an outcome that really is beneficial for all parties. And that so much of my job in sales and marketing is finding that that point where we all can win um, and opening up new doors. And, and, you know, that's how, you know, Ryan, you and I know each other is because we're working with your company to help grow our business and to see where we've come and where in you know, the opportunities that are that we're, are, are, are where we're going and all the leads and opportunities that are coming in. And, and it's, it's just exciting to me to see like all the hard work that we talk about at theorize, like actually have something tangible come out of it. So that, that, that joy is what really drives me. And your, and your business, it's a visual business. You know, they come in with a, a vision of, of what they want their, their kitchen to look like, for example, and then you guys make it come to life. So it's gotta be very, very satisfying. It is. I love the, the backend emails. Like this is all done. Thank you so much. Especially because when you're doing a, a renovation, the counter cabinets and countertops are usually at the end of that, and the homeowners are, are usually very stressed by the time it's coming to actually <laughs> installing our part. So to to be the 
the easy vendor to work with and things go well, or if they don't go well, at least we handle them appropriately um, and professionally and, and uh, getting those texts or calls or, or emails of, of happiness and elation is that, that means so much to me. Yeah. Home construction can be stressful. My neighbor just put in a patio in his backyard and, and they just ripped it up because they messed it up or something like that. So it's been jackhammering for like the last three days trying to rip up what they put down. You're coming in as like the, you know, cause it's like the finishing touches, like the countertops and everything's, and then they can start to really see the finished product. And so that's like the exciting part, you know, where you guys are coming in. Exactly. Yep. What's hard about your business? What challenges do you guys face and how do you, how do you, how do you handle it or how have you handled it? If you, if you're thinking of a specific occasion. I think a lot of businesses face this, but we have immense uh, pricing pressure because there are so many fabricators in this area. The cost of getting into the fabrication business is very low, especially with, you know, you could even cut countertops with a circular saw. Yeah, if, if, you, if need be, in a grinder, you can go to Home Depot and, and for a couple hundred bucks, you could be a fabricator. Back in the 90s and early 2000s, when Corian by DuPont was the main solid surface material that was being used, they limited the number of licenses they gave to fabricators. So they, they, they protected the marketplace. So we always knew our competitors. We knew who we were, we were working with. Um, it was friendly competition back then. Now, with all these stone distributors and everyone bringing in products from overseas and everyone wants to be the, you know some distributor or something, there's so many fabricators that have opened up, especially um, since we're near the port uh, of Newark and Elizabeth. So it, it's really easy for people to, to do it. So we provide a great value to like new home builders or multi-unit developers because we can produce a lot of countertops in a day, in a week. And we have multiple crews that can go and install them. But for someone as, as a homeowner, they're doing this project once every 10, 20 years. They can wait for someone who maybe has a longer lead time. Yeah. And they are always looking to pay the, the least dollar. So it's really trying to educate people about what are the red flags, what do you need to look out for, and why you know you need to why it's good to trust someone. You know, just as you mentioned your neighbor, they obviously hired someone that they thought they could trust and they couldn't in the end. And that's yeah very, very common in our industry. There's not standards that you have to be certified by, or there's not certain like construction. There are for tile, for example, for backsplashes or, or tile like in your, your, your floor or like in your, your shower surround. There's not the same for countertops or cabinets. And, and therefore, it's one word versus another person's word. And it gets very dicey at times and, and honestly, very unethical at times. We actually just pu- published a blog that is the 10 red flags uh, when looking for your countertop fabricator. And I had to stop myself at 10 because <laughs> I could have kept going for 20 or 30 because there, there are really some unethical, unprofessional um, people. And, and really, this, my new line when I'm talking to prospective customers are, we're a fabrication business. We're professional. We have a team of people here. You visit our shop. People are usually very impressed by our showroom and our facility for how we make things. We compete against just fabricators probably the owner who's quoting, templating, fabricating, and installing your top. And he or she's going to do it for much less than I am, but I'm going to give you a better product and better service throughout the entire thing. And it's, it's, it's teaching people and, and helping them learn about what that value is. That's my biggest challenge. Yeah. I think it's like every business has like that, their version of that. Like with us in the marketing agency world, there's just like a, a billion agencies out there, you know, especially when you consider overseas, 
and all the prospecting they're doing and how do you differentiate one from the other and then they get the cheap offers and it's like huh, so much noise but yeah it's when you fall back on your story and you know what makes you different and all of that so um and like we lean on the family business aspect too like i'm sure you do because i think it's it's part of our story and i think it's important to tell it what we found is people very much value that we lean on that yep. heavily i always say if i can get someone in in the doors here and have a conversation we instill that trust we can win that sale it's for people who are just price shopping on the internet or just you know sending out a bunch of requests for quotes from 10 different companies and they just you know they're just buying on price that's that's where the challenge really is yeah you're making me think like we we got rid of our office and that used to be like when we would get when we would get a prospect to come in to meet at our office because it showed very well you know it was so much easier to build that relationship versus now where it's like video or something like that so I'm, we we close our office and we push everyone remote. And so you're making me think about that. I miss that that aspect of it that you guys have. You do have a nice place. That's a huge selling feature for us, Ryan. Many people are blown away because I mean, some have visited other fabricators, and again, they're usually these like dingy shops, not very clean. And it's like you come in and have a meeting while somebody's cutting a slab next to you. <laughs> and when people walk yeah. in and they see our showroom and, and what we've invested, and that was actually one of the things we did during COVID when business slowed down is. We spent some money and invested in a, in a new showroom so that we could really impress people and, and show off our, our samples in the best possible way to win as many sales opportunities as possible. Yeah, it helps. I want to go back to personal development. I got, uh, we're about to 15-minute marks. So I'm going to a couple of questions, and then we're going to wrap up with you um, you're sharing your website or whatever you want to share. I want to talk about – you had mentioned when we, before we start recording – that you have a routine at night too. Can you share what that looks like? You kind of like bookends, like the morning routine and you have something at night. What does that look like for you? Every night before I go to bed, you know, I, I try to just lay in bed by myself and, um, and just reflect on the day. I say prayers. I, I am very thankful for what I have and the opportunities that I've been blessed with. And I just reflect on the good things and the challenges. And I just, I guess I like to just end my day with, you know, the bookends, like I said, in the morning we talked about, but at night, really just reflecting on who I am, my blessings, and um, therefore get motivated and ready for the next day. I don't think about it much overnight, but uh, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> I just it, it brings me peace to think about that and to do that stuff at night. Do you journal it out, or is it more just like kind of like a meditation just in your mind? It's all meditation, yeah, not writing. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, Brian, so my official last question before you share your contact information my official last question for you is about the meaning of life. Your answer will be different than mine. And so, you know, through your lens and experiences thus far, what is the meaning of life? That's a very deep question. It is. <laughs> Good one to end on. For me, I guess the meaning of life really is about meaningful connections, whether it be people or places or experiences that I have or have been a part of. For me, it's all about Everything's about an, an effort to create memories. As we were talking about before we started recording, how quickly kids grow up and, and just taking that all in. And none of that can be in our mind or cemented in our mind in, unless we have those connections. And I'm reminded of, you know, I was reminded recently for something I put on Instagram, all these people who I haven't talked to in a while were messaging me about a picture of my daughter I put up. And it was just reminded me how blessed I am and, and how many you know, great, meaningful connections I have out there that I need to be better about keeping up with. And all the work, all the, the sacrifice and all, it's just, it's all in, for me, it's all about in pursuit of those connections. I think we could argue that that 
could be like a universal universal answer for most people because we're all very tribal and even someone like me who I probably lean more towards introvert, but some of my best times, like when, when I have a good night out with friends or a, a good dinner with the family or whatever, I always feel my best after those moments. And so I think it's, yeah, it's that community, it's the connections. So important. Good answer. That's how we're similar again, Ryan. I'm more of an introvert also, but when I push myself and get out there for those fun nights out, those dinners, those group gatherings, I always have a blast. But getting me there is always, <laughs> always a problem. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can tell you some good stories, but yeah, I, that's one of my regrets with with Valentine is I, I didn't I shied away more from the networking parties when I was younger when I had zero responsibility almost no kids I just didn't put myself out there enough you know I always had an excuse or I just shied away from it so that's my one regret trying to live with regrets but if you had if I had to give an answer that's probably one of them so for anyone listening that's young you know seize the day that's right get out there all right Brian this was great where can if someone wants to connect with you learn more where should we send them. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for, for asking me to be on your podcast. So our company is Alps Craftsman. Uh, website is alpscraftsman.com. And uh, we're also on Instagram at Alps Craftsman. That's Craftsman, M-A-N. And we look forward Perfect. to from hearing from anyone. Perfect. Thank you, Brian. Great job. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.